0: Welcome to today's episode of juicing the numbers i am your host joshua Tracing, and i'm Corbin heller and today we're doing uh just some nfl shit you know just some regular regular nfl shit for our uh what do we even really call mondays like weekly roundup kind of deals off topic yeah,
1: around the horn is what i used to call them
0: yeah, I mean, around the horn is definitely right. What, what, what's the NFL version of around the horn?
1: Uh, f- fucking around there the really is one. Yeah, right? the touchdown celebration. A touchdown celebration. What?
0: Well, yeah, because around the horn. So around the horn can be used to describe like. So it's really when when you know like the ball goes around the infield. Which can either be done if you're like executing a double play, like a five, four, three double play or whatever. But also like the ball goes around the horn after a strikeout, because it's like a little celebration kind of deal.
1: I've never heard it used in that context.
0: Really? That's actually how I always think of it.
1: I've only ever heard it in context of the ESPN show Around the Horn, where they literally just talk about a bunch of random topics.
0: Yeah. Just kind of
1: associated with that.
0: It's a baseball term. It's whenever the ball goes fra- around the infield.
1: Okay. no, I know.
0: Yeah, that's where I like touchdown celebration because like, that's one of the two meanings of around the horn. Um, but also, by the way, that's why ESPN calls it that because I around the horn means it goes to like... My
1: mic, so if listeners are concerned about the very odd noise that just came, it was that. Sorry about that.
0: Bye-bye all good but like that's why they used to calls it around the horn because in baseball when you go around the horn you go to basically every base
1: okay so that makes a lot of sense now
0: yeah so i don't really know if there's a good nfl comp for that but okay, um, whatever uh, like, like no right yeah
1: not not really
0: well anyway Uh, We are recording this on Friday, September 20th, and Corin and I got great news that we're all aware of at this point, Antonio Brown got cut.
1: Okay. I was going to say we should save that till the end. No, I want to start with it. uh, All right. Okay. Let me write some things down so I don't forget them, but yes. Go for it.
0: Are you surprised?
1: (laughs) Oh, man. I just don't even know anymore.
0: Like, I was actually a bit surprised that he played in the first place in week two. Um, But I think everyone had to have seen this coming. I'm surprised. I'll put it this way. I'm not surprised he's not playing, but I'm surprised he got cut before he got put on the commissioner's exempt list.
1: Yeah, I wish he did make it to the exempt list first because now I believe... Actually, I believe he's still eligible to be placed on it. Um, kind of like the Josh Brown situation with the Giants. Um, I don't know though. Like, I don't know if the NFL is even going to do it. I really don't. I just,
0: we'll just do the shit that came out today. Uh, which part where, uh, a member of, um, I think ESPN's staff received threatening text messages from him, including pictures of her children,
1: what the fuck?
0: You didn't see that? Yeah, Antonio around in a group chat with po- people from ESPN and his own lawyer, texted a woman to tell her like, like basically like threatening her like stop with these news stories. This is bullshit. Like you're ruining my life. And then sent in the group chat that had his lawyer in it too pictures of this woman's children.
1: I can't, like, can you find a link to that story?
0: I'll try, yeah. Because
1: I like, can't find that anywhere. Ain't that shit nuts? Yeah, yeah. It is, like, I know we have joked about this every time we bring it up, but, like, the just fucking exponential curve in which he went from totally normal dude to diva to fucking raging lunatic, that should be... um put in like a uh, not a home but what's the term I'm looking for an asylum asylum yeah asylum. like this is ridiculous
0: uh yeah and the crazy the other crazy part about it is that he's successfully fucked himself out of money he's not so he basically ha, he hasn't gotten paid at all this year has he uh
1: he got a signing bonus with the patriots but apparently there's, exactly a, there's a what's forfeiture clause on it yeah, I don't know the specifics. So until there's something more concrete and there's, you know, an actual release regarding it, I I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, but if that's true, then he's made nothing.
0: Which I mean, he was already put leaving money on the table by going from Oakland to um New England, but you know, you could say like, ah, oh, it's because he wanted to get um a chance to win a ring, blah, 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 blah. Um, but now he's got nothing. He's got not he has no money and no chance to win a ring now like i don't I don't I don't get what else he he could possibly be going for.
1: i don't I don't think there's anything left in the tank for Antonio Brown, either by his own choice or by being added to the blacklist of the NFL or the exemplist, I don't think he plays football again.
0: And uh, thank God.
1: Yeah, it's for the best.
0: This went from being like, wow, Antonio Brown sure is wacky, to, oh man, he's become a real locker room headache, to being like, no, he's a bad guy.
1: Like, he's a very bad person. All around.
0: I just uh, texted you a link. Cool, cool,
1: cool yeah um i mean i'm really excited to have all these emails or not emails the memes (laughs) i'm literally looking at an email from you and i um, said that but like the memes are fantastic and i know it's probably not the greatest time to be laughing at them due to the circumstances and uh you know surrounding all this but they are fantastic uh, hey, Does it feel know, great to not be a Patriots fan today?
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, it feels great to be someone who actively dislikes the Patriots today as well. And it also feels kind of okay. It doesn't feel great, but it feels kind of okay to be the team playing the Patriots because uh, now they don't have Antonio Brown. and We play them
1: this Sunday. Do you really? Yeah. so I don't think I'm, it's going to necessarily change the outcome, but No, because we are
0: currently 21.5. Point underdogs. So I'm gonna say that after this news comes out, we'll probably be like 20 point underdogs. <laughs> <laughs> Knock a point and a half off there. Uh yeah, man. Um, so what do you think the Patriots solution here is at wide receiver? They traded a Demarius Thomas, which you know is what it was. I don't think anyone was like really like, wow, Demarius. Um, and now they've cut Antonio Brown, so their wide receivers are um Josh Gordon. Um, Julian Edelman. Is that it?
1: <sighs> yeah, Can they have Philip Dorset. They've let me think in my head. So it's Dorset, Edelman, Josh Gordon, um, that free agent that they signed this off season. I don't remember his name.
0: Is Nikhil Harris a wide receiver or is he a running back?
1: Nikhil Harry is a wide receiver, but he's currently on the IR. I wasn't sure if he
0: was still down or not.
1: Yeah, he's going to be out for a good margin. They don't have to. I don't think they have to, like, label him as designated for return yet. Um, but regardless, he's not playing for them. If you're uh, curious, J- I do have. Kobe Myers was the last name that I was like thinking of.
0: Uh, their depth chart currently is uh, Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon as their starters. Um. Well, let me just Julian up Edelman, poster. Gordon
1: Dorsett, Jacoby Myers, Matthew Slater, Cameron me- Meredith, and Gunner Olszewski? Olszewski, yeah. I don't know who that man is, so I can't imagine that uh, he's going to play a major impact for them. Uh, he's a rookie. Um,
0: I I have nothing else to say about him. Uh, he has uh. Uh, he's he's a punt returner. That that's all that I have to say about him. Yeah. Um. Uh, anyway, I I don't think this is going to ruin the Patriots' season, but I really hope it does for no good reason.
1: Um, fuck them. Yeah, for real. Fuck them real good. And uh, so if if you
0: if we find out, uh, at some point down the road that Antonio Brown was actually suffering from CTE this whole time. How will you view this period of, of uh of his of his life?
1: You almost have to give it an asterisk and give him a little more consideration and the circumstances of consideration. It's hard to hold this against him personally, especially when you can literally pinpoint the exact moment when it's most likely he went through this dramatic experience. Although, you know, I wrote a paper on CTE uh, probably about a year, two years ago. Um, and it's, it's not from these giant hits that you see big players going through, at least not in most cases. While those giant hits most absolutely play a major part in it, the uh, leading hypothesis is that It's from the small, consistent hits. You see linemen do it every time they snap the ball and the two lines come together. Those smaller but more consistent and repeated impacts are the leading cause. But I think in Antonio Brown's case, there's a very clear point where we can see a major hit and then almost immediately after major personality and emotional change in the player. And it's going to be hard looking back, you know, let's say in 10, 15 years, looking back on his career and then basically just this point in his life where, man, he was the best in the NFL for so long at this position and then one hit and he instantly just becomes a criminal. He becomes just a, a different person and the talent is still there and you can see it it's just he is just not the same
0: yeah um, i'm kind of in your boat with it it will certainly make you look back at this point with a certain uh, under a different light although i think most people are looking at it under that light anyway but it it's weird cuz you can't forgive him you know like he's no. still doing the one doing all the fucked up shit but at the same time you can't fully like 100% blame him because He's he's basically he basically developed a mental disorder, Mm -hmm. you know, like he basically like got a a mental illness over the course of his life, um, but but again, like that still doesn't excuse the fact he's doing all the shit. So it's it's a tough road to walk down. Um, but I think it's pretty safe to say that regardless of how much blame you want to give him, he probably should be out of the NFL.
1: Yeah. Just uh, this is from Gil Brandt on Twitter, uh, famous Cowboys scout. The Antonio Brown saga since the Oakland trade, cryotherapy burns, helmet grievances, the fine letter, the Gruden home or phone video, asks the Raiders for release, fine for detrimental conduct, released by the Raiders, signed by New England, sexual assault accusations, plays versus Miami, loses his Nike deal intimidation allegations and now finally released again by the patriots and this has been less than a month
0: do you think the patriots have egg on their face for saying like you know for really backing him as much as they did despite the fact that like he had just had the um sexual assault allegations come out and then they were like hey do you think this is gonna be a distraction and and belichick was like no like we got a tight locker room like it's all good and then the next allegation comes out, and they don't even bother. Like I don't know it's I don't kind of think ridiculous.
1: so. I think the way I view it is, okay, this guy was accused of something. An accusation does not, you know, mean that he's guilty or not guilty. We'll sign him to our team. We'll support him while he's on our team until, you know, the truth comes out one way or another. And then the second, more allegations and more drama comes up, they release them and say, "You know what? We were going to stand with you if you were going to stand with us. It's you know pretty clear that there's more to this story than you're telling us, and you just clearly are not, you know cooperating the way you said you were going to, and you're done." Um, I think the Patriots honestly look totally fine just because of the, the way they have handled this has been professional.
0: Uh, I can get behind that. Oh, any um any closing thoughts on uh, what is hopefully the final piece of the Antonio Brown story, short of his, in, um either new signing, which I find to be just hard to believe, it or eventual departure from the NFL. Any any final thoughts on this on this chapter?
1: Yeah, I know Matt Miller, uh, Bleacher Report writer and scout, um, has been very vocal on Twitter about. If there's a player accused of these kind of acts, we shouldn't just give him a pass because he's this good of a player. If someone did this in any other kind of work, you wouldn't want them back anywhere near you or your company or your coworkers. So I don't know why people are very... They're freaking out about where Antonio Brown is going to sign next. And the fact of the matter is he shouldn't. He shouldn't be allowed back in the NFL... You know, the AAF is gone. He can't go there. The XFL has rules against him joining, so he can't go there. I doubt the CFL would really want him. Um I doubt it, too. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think this is most likely the last we see Antonio Brown in the NFL. I doubt this is the last we hear from Antonio Brown. Um. Definitely is someone you should follow on Twitter, but not be wanting on your NFL team.
0: Yeah, the difference between how the NFL has handled this uh, in comparison to how the MLB handled Domingo Herman, um, which is news as of this week, has Mm -hmm. been stark. I mean, it really goes to show that on the one hand, you have the MLB, who was trying to be proactive and really Mm -hmm. make every issue a point and trying to be as forthcoming as they possibly can get to the bottom of things like really trying to drive home that they will not allow domestic violence or domestic assault charges to go by with anything short of a full investigation. And as such, Domingo German, um, who has been, who had been great for the Yankees all year. So he's been like a really, really good pitcher in the MLB this season, got accused of something that hasn't been made public yet, but, They said, "Man, like you're not pitching. Like until we figure out what happened, until we reach the validation of this, like you're not pitching." Whereas Antonio Brown gets accused of something um, really fucking serious. Um, I'm—I don't know what her mom was accused of, but I'm going to say that they're at least on par with each other. And Mm. the NFL is just like, yeah, you know, but like we'll see, Um, and pass the buck on it and like everything and just god damn i i know the nfl is a boys club first and foremost but jesus fucking christ if they could take and it's it's not even like if they could take this is the league that's been most maligned because of these kinds of issues in the past because they didn't Mm -hmm. do anything about uh josh brown because they didn't do anything about ray rice and it's like when when will you guys just shape the fuck up and i would i think everyone would much rather you be mildly too harsh when it comes to domestic violence, then mildly too relaxed. So what's the plan here?
1: I I couldn't tell you. Um, I do want to say, just to clarify what we said earlier, um, Antonio Brown did make $158,333. Um, he got a game check from the Patriots this week. Um, I don't know how much of that is from his initial signing bonus with the uh, Raiders, but I don't believe it's any. So he basically makes 160 grand after having a $30 million guaranteed contract to be in the summer.
0: I hope it was fucking worth it. Um real quick I I have a a, a tweet here from Ian Rapoport which claims that a player has to be on a team to be placed on the commissioner's exempt list. Okay. So um that will not uh be a factor unless he does get signed but at this point in time I can't imagine a single team sheerly desperate enough to sign this man and willing to take the either. PR hit that comes with it.
1: Yeah, I don't either. Uh I had something I wanted to say but I lost it. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember what it was. Ah, that's all right. oh, oh, okay, I got it. Um, okay. so you were talking about the MLB versus the NFL's conduct po- policy and like how they handle these kind of situations. Yeah. Of the big four sports groups, you know, NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB. I think the NBA is so far ahead of everyone else. Followed by MLB, NHL, and then the NFL um, as the clear worst. It's I don't watch basketball. I follow along with you know free agents and the off season, but Adam Silver has really been able to make that a highly effective and highly respectable organization. And I think the NFL seriously needs to take notes about what they do and how they handle things because they are top notch compared to the shit show that is the NFL every week.
0: Yeah, well I think one of the things that Adam Silver realizes is that it's about um it's about players. You mm-hmm. know, and so that goes for the positive things that players do highlighting their brands and their messages and their charities and all of that. But it also comes with making sure that your players are being respectable, which is why there's a rule in the NBA that all players have to stand for the national anthem because you want to show unity and I I guess respect, but in pregame, you can wear t-shirts that say whatever the fuck you want on them. Mm -hmm. So if you are upset with police brutality in the United States, as Colin Kaepernick was, and he chose to represent that by kneeling, which again I think I think most rational people think is fine, but what have you, um, he wouldn't be allowed to kneel in the NBA due to an actual rule. But on the other hand, he would get to wear shirts with messages, shirts with um names of foundations that support the victims of police brutality, like things along those lines. Um, and then they also do a really good job of making sure that people who have these kinds of accusations made against them are taken care of, like vetted the whole nine. Um so, much respect to the NBA. Uh, I think the MLB also does a pretty decent job. Excuse me. Um, I can't think of anything really from the NHL recently, but that doesn't mean anything.
1: Uh, uh, Tom Wilson was the last one I remember, but that was on-field stuff as well. Oh, uh, the uh, Kuznetsov uh, cocaine stuff. That was oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. um yeah so are you ready to move on from antonio brown
0: um real quick because corin just messaged me asking if i retweeted an antonio brown post i did not there's another ab84 <laughs> on twitter uh it's not in, it's our ab 89
1: yeah. yeah
0: it's not antonio brown it's a completely different person <laughs> but god damn it it fucks me up every single time because it's also a verified account
1: um, it's a uh, it's a former Buccaneers wide receiver. I forget his name off the yeah. uh, top of my head, off the top of my tip of my tongue. Jesus Christ! Uh, it's Antonio Bryant. Uh, okay. Um, but like he has been just dragged through the mud because people keep tweeting at him, and just so he keeps just like keep talking shit on Twitter. It's great.
0: He has to do it on purpose because his bio doesn't say anything.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure he loves it.
0: I'm sure he does too. Um yeah, let's move the fuck on. talks
1: about Antonio Bryant.
0: Let's uh, let's move on to a to a happier subject and let's talk about Gardner Minshew. Yes. Yes. Corwin as the um purveyor of a Gardner Minshew fan account. Why don't you tell me about him?
1: <laughs> um He is probably my favorite quarterback in the NFL currently. Like it is just unreal how he went from being a guy that nobody really knew to just the biggest storyline outside of AB in the NFL. Um, I finally got to see a picture of him and his jock strap. I've been, you know, looking forward to that little piece of pornography. I for saw that, yeah. Hours, <laughs> not hours, for days now. Uh, it is just as miraculous as you could imagine. Um,
0: Fucking hysterical.
1: He. Looked great last night against the uh, Titans, um, leading them to victory. Threw a touchdown pass on each of the team's first two drives. Kind of cooled off a little bit after that, but he still looked the part. Um, And honestly, his comparison going into the draft, I think by Todd McShay, was he was a little Baker Mayfield light, and that is exactly what he plays like, and that's exactly what his personality is. Even fucking looks like the guy. Um,
0: yeah. Well, now that you say that, I totally see it.
1: Yeah, but the, I think the big difference is Baker Mayfield has had his fair share of negative storylines, whereas Gardner Minshew is just nonstop positive, just batshit crazy dude, just being himself.
0: Uh, I have his uh, season stat line, thus um as as it stands right now, up
1: in front of me. Shall I read it? Uh, I just want to say one final story about him that I heard today for the first time that is by far my favorite. He wanted to get a medical red shirt when he went to college. Oh, I
0: saw this. Okay, yeah.
1: And his solution was getting a bottle of Jack Daniels going into his room with a hammer, chugging the Jack Daniels, and then bashing the ever-living shit out of his own hand with a hammer to try and hurt himself to get a medical red shirt that's fucking that is so nuts and then like the rest of the
0: story is that it didn't work yeah <laughs> exactly coach didn't red shirt him and he said his hand was just like swollen for a little bit
1: <laughs> i know we talk about antonio brown being crazy for a good you know half an hour to start off this uh this episode but fucking christ gardner Minshew, that's phenomenal news um but yeah give me give me a stats.
0: Okay, so he has played in three games. He has started two. His record is one and one. That's all the shit we do not know doesn't matter. Uh, he has 65 completions on 88 attempts. That's good for a 73% completion percentage. Uh, he has thrown for 692 yards, five touchdowns, one interception, which is good for a 5.7% touchdown percent and a 1.1 interception percent. Uh, no one cares about his longest pass. Uh, his yards per attempt is 7.9. His adjusted yards per attempt 8.5 yards per pass completion 10.6 yards per game, three 230.7, a 116.6 QB rating, five sacks. Um, with 30 the, the rest of that show doesn't matter. Um Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a tidy little Little uh stat line there.
1: Yeah, he uh he has looked pretty tremendous. I know the raw numbers themselves haven't been eye popping. In his two starts, he's gone two thirteen and two hundred and four yards, one touchdown and two touchdowns in his second game. But man, he has looked sharp and he just looks like the real deal. I know it's very much, you know, too early to be getting into that um and whatnot, but man, like he looks like he could be a starting NFL quarterback. Uh if Nick Foles doesn't come back healthy or if they just decide to stick with him, he looks like he could be a guy. Um and I just love that guys from traditionally more unique offenses than what typically where typically NFL quarterbacks come from. Um are getting their chance to really shine. Uh, these past few years have been great for that. I mean, we have guys like Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Pat Mahomes lighting up the league to different levels. Um, and now guys like Gardner Minshew coming in, Luke Falk starting for the jets. Um, it's great stuff. I'd love it.
0: So I hadn't actually watched a Gardner Minshew, uh, campaign yet. Um, I'm assuming you, because I didn't watch yesterday's game. Uh, I was too busy watching it, Chapter Two. <laughs> uh, a lot of checkdowns. Am I? Would I be right in saying that?
1: A, lot of a short decent amount of checkdowns. Yeah, um, it's definitely a short passing game right now. Uh, I think part of that is just him being a sixth-round rookie and just starting out. They're trying to keep things simple for him, keep everything in front of him like that um that's fair any huge risks he can still he still has thrown the ball downfield and he's looked great doing it
0: uh i i'm looking at his advanced passing stats which actually really helps in painting a picture which is how i was able to guess that how many um of his 692 yards do you think came after contact
1: oh um i don't know like uh two-thirds three-quarters uh yeah just about two just about
0: two-thirds 435 of them his average depth of target is four yards um his average air yards or his air yards per pass completion is also four yards so a lot of short stuff with a Mm -hmm. lot of his receivers doing him a lot of good here um but still man the dude's getting it done you know that's what matters most uh of all
1: if he wasn't taking shots downfield and he put up these numbers i would have completely written him off as just like all right he's a guy who's playing like alex smith obviously he's gonna have you know good efficiency numbers and whatnot you know this is just good planning by their offensive coordinator john Filippo. whatever write it off like it'll come crashing back down to earth in a couple of weeks once he plays like a real defense um, but granted, Tennessee has a good defense, and he has been taking shots down the field and and all I think he looks the part. Um, I don't yeah. have the greatest track record with uh, scouting QBs like most people do. Well, let me rephrase that. Most people don't. I am very much with them as it's not perfect. um, but i I really like what I see with him
0: so um, as we're talking about advanced stats, Mm -hmm. Shall we take a look at the league advanced passing stats for uh, a a spell? That work for you?
1: Yeah. Before you go digging into those leaderboards, I don't want you to spoil anything for yourself when I ask this, but I saw this when I opened up pro football reference. Okay. If you had to guess right now, which quarterback has thrown the most passes this season, who would you guess? Who strikes you as a guy throwing a ton ton of balls this year?
0: Uh, well, usually I would I would say someone like Drew Brees, but he's obviously hurt, so it's not going to be him. Um, Tom Brady usually gets a lot of yards, but he usually manages to win games early and doesn't have to usually do a lot of throwing in the second half. Uh, there's been so many injuries, it's really tough to say because Big Ben is down and Sam Darnold is down. Josh Allen runs too much.
1: Um Yeah, Tom Brady is 18th on this list. Ben Roethlisberger is 22nd. Drew Brees is thirtieth.
0: Fuck, it's tough to say because like Gardner Minshew two and a half games. Um,
1: he is Patrick
0: hasn't played all of his games. Like I don't, know, I don't, I don't know who. Uh,
1: the top. I'll give you the top four because number three is Marcus Mariota, and he's just played an extra game, uh, uh, so I'm going to fair. take him out of the running. Uh, Cam Newton at tied at number four with Eli Manning. <laughs> okay. Then Marcus Mariota, then Andy Dalton at number two, and then the quarterback with the most passing attempts in the NFL this season, Kyler Murray. You know what my thought process
0: should have been instead of who gets a lot of yards? It should have been who plays on bad teams?
1: Yeah. Who plays that on bad teams sense. and just has to throw because they can't afford not to?
0: Yeah. No, I should have thought about that. These are bad teams.
1: Yeah, yeah, Arizona's I mean, a
0: bad team. Cincy, Tennessee, Giants, Carolina, Atlanta uh,
1: is always a mystery. Yeah, I was gonna say Matt Ryan's probably the biggest surprise there, but considering how bad Devonta Freeman has been, I don't blame him for throwing a lot.
0: Yeah, it definitely doesn't suck to have him in fantasy. <laughs> at all. Uh all right, so let's um let's take a look. I want to start if we, if I may, with bad throw percent.
1: You may. Oh, God. I know where this is going.
0: Why? <laughs> I, have, I don't know where uh, this is going.
1: Uh, just because I've been following along with uh, this exact stat this whole season.
0: Oh, wow. That's actually interesting. Tom Brady is in fourth place for bad throw percent. Yeah. Oh, all right. So our top five here is Cam Newton at just shy of 30%. Which of his insane. throws
1: being bad. That's fucking uh, insane.
0: Yeah, that's fucking rough. Uh, that's Jimmy, like having
1: like a 50% strikeout rate in baseball. It's so bad.
0: Yeah, or like walking a ton of batters. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's ugly. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo at 25, even Ryan Fitzpatrick, who will no longer be starting in the near future at 24% even. Then Tom Brady at just under 22 and Kyler Murray at twenty one point three, um, that is not really just Tom Brady being on the list, and then how high Cam Newton is in his actual number are the two big surprises there. I yeah wow, ooh. Although like, you know what explains Cam Newtons a little bit, uh, the next number after bad throw percent is blitz.
1: Yeah, forty three seems high.
0: like a lot. Uh, yeah, and he's it's the been most getting by a lot
1: of pressure sent on him.
0: Yeah, like the next highest for blitzes is is, um, Russell Wilson at 31. So that's 12 more. I mean, that's a huge difference in literally two games.
1: So granted, this bad throw percentage includes passes that are just thrown out of bounds. Uh, Basically, it's any ball that's outside five yards of a receiver, which they view as uh, five or three yards, uh, whatever it is. But like throws that are basically so far away from a receiver, they can't make up that space in... Uh, you know, and be able to catch the ball. So being blitzed forty three times—that's a lot of throws to the sidelines, just out of bounds, and that's got to bump that number up. Um, if
0: you would hit bad throw percent once more, you would see who leads the league in um, or I guess throws the fewest bad throws. Wow. And it is an equally surprising top five. Um, wow! First is Dak Prescott at 4.8%. Uh I mean, second
1: he's looked amazing but fuck like I would never guess that.
0: Yeah, let's get into him in a in, in just a second. Uh Gardner Minshew is uh, then second at 6.8, good for oh, him, boy. that's
1: fucking awesome.
0: Jacoby Brisket uh at 7.3, <laughs> Josh Allen at 9.0 and then Teddy Bridgewater at 10.0 but just to discount him uh, due to lack of snaps, let's say Marcus Mariota um, tied with Russell Wilson at ten point nine. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting.
1: If I was to ask you, heading into you know the final week of the preseason, rank the AFC South quarterbacks for me. What would you say?
0: In the final week of preseason, so Andrew Luck already retired.
1: Before Andrew Luck retired,
0: okay, before he retired, it'd be An- Andrew Luck. Um, Deshaun Watson. Um, oh, then it'd be really tough for me to pick between Mariota and Foles at this point in their careers. Um, I'll say Foles and then Mariota.
1: Okay, I would say the same. Uh, just so you know, I would have Foles as a step ahead of Mariota. As yeah, much really as close, like
0: three A, three B there, but yeah. Foles above.
1: Um, and what would your reaction be if I told you that the list? Going into week three would be Deshaun Watson, Gardner Minshew, Jacoby Brissett, and then Marcus Mariota.
0: Well, let me ask you this. How would you rank them right now?
1: I would put them in that order. That would be my rank.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I would say Deshaun Watson, Gardner Minshew, Jacoby Brissett is probably right there. Um, And then Marcus Mariota. Minshew, I'm giving the nod just because. The expected projection of how he improves over the course of the season would put him higher than I would say Brissett is now. But if we're saying just, you know, for week three, week four, I would put Brissett there. So it's a little bit of a projection for Minshew. That's all I'm saying. Uh,
0: Honestly, though, I think it's pretty fair, especially because, you know, given their circumstances, Minshew, um, this is his rookie year. Mariota has been here for a while and um, has not impressed, whereas Minshew is impressed right off the bat, even if it's not just being his rookie year. He's still been. I mean, he's by all accounts been a very good QB, so Mm -hmm. I think you'd be perfectly justified putting him ahead of Mariota, which is unfortunate because I think due to his great personality, everyone likes Marcus Mariota and would root for him, but he uh, hasn't given people a lot to root for.
1: If you watched last night, Mariota looked very bad. Very, very bad. Oh, well,
0: that's the game.
1: All right. uh, Some updates here for you uh, before we move on to the next statistic. Uh, Jeremy Fowler says Antonio Brown will forfeit the $9 million signing bonus from the Patriots. Um. And despite him not being on a team and being unable to be added to the exempt list, the league is still going to continue on with their investigation into this case with Antonio Brown.
0: Probably furthering the reason why no team will pick him up, because the second they do, he will probably be placed directly on the exempt list. Yes. All right. I want to talk a little bit about this Dak Prescott thing for a second, because I am fascinated. Mm So. Bad throw percent, he leads the league um, in, in, I guess, good throws. He's only been blitzed eight times, um, hurried five, hit three, and scrambled a single time. That 18 blitzes puts him at, um, how many? I want to go by fewest, Uh, 28th fewest, although that doesn't really count because there's Matt Moore and Daniel Jones and people who haven't done any real QBing yet. So I'm not going to count that. Um, in terms of hurries, he has been hurried 16th few times again with those weird people who have a very small number of snaps under their belt. Um, his hits is also insanely like he's really like his O-line is just cruising right now. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: average depth is the best in the league right now for sure.
0: I can fucking tell, um, 9.0, which has him tied with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, for average depth of target, his uh, I want to see his air yards. Air yards um, total, wow. third most. He has third most air yards in the NFL right now, four hundred and one, right behind Kyler Murray at four hundred thirty-four and Pat Mahomes at four hundred nine. That's nuts. Air yards per attempt. Let's see where he's first. He, yeah, first six point five.
1: He also is. Sixth in the NFL, uh, disregarding Teddy Bridgewater because he played half a game. Sixth in the NFL in dropped pass percentage. So these numbers should be even better. But he has four drops through two games.
0: Wow, this this could end up being a really interesting storyline considering that he's asking for a new contract.
1: Kellen Moore, man. Kellen Moore knows what the fuck he's doing and has just transformed. Formed this Dallas offense, it's nuts. Um, Yeah, wow. They've really bumped up the amount of play action that they're using, and as you can tell, it's working quite a bit. Um, I mean, I watched a little bit of a a film breakdown of Dak uh, after his first game, and just his ability to see the field, know exactly where his receivers are going to be, being able to make snap decisions uh, he has looked like a completely different quarterback. I think we would be talking about ha- about him and his transformation um, the way we're talking about Lamar Jackson if Lamar Jackson wasn't here. Um, it's just like a, a tiny step below the kind of transformation Jackson did, but that shouldn't be held against the changes he's made this offseason because this is tremendous.
0: Yes, yeah, seriously. I came in here after seeing his uh bath represent being so low to find a good reason as to why. Like I don't know, check downs and shit. But nope. He is all around doing real fucking good. So wow. Shall we jump over to um uh, our next advanced category? Uh let's do um advanced rushing. Okay uh hmm, where to start i want to start with yards after contact because i feel like that's a big one um and that's one of the ones i think i've been updating pretty regularly on in uh our twitter feed dalvin Uh, great
1: stat or total yards after just total
0: yeah dalvin cook really um just fucking shit up over there holy shit Mm -hmm. he is far and away leading this list at 171 yards after contact. Second, Marlon Mack. Third, Derek Henry, although Derek Henry gets a boost because he just played yesterday. Uh, Josh Jacobs and then Christian McCaffrey. Wow. What do you think?
1: This is uh some pretty interesting stuff. I like this. I don't like just looking at the raw yardage just because I mean, Dalvin Cook has probably rushed just as much as anyone else, like rushing attempts, just as many as anyone else in the league right now. So, I don't know how much it, it's inflated, but then I switched over to you know yards per yards after contact per attempt, and he's currently third. So, he's killing it still. Uh, this is tremendous. I'm so happy he's healthy.
0: Yeah, and I uh, think you got to take um, look. Jordan Wilkins out of that because he only has um, five attempts.
1: Right. Oof.
0: Same thing with Justin Jackson. Only has thirteen.
1: Man, these are some fun stats to look at.
0: Yeah, the only reason I want to look at total yards after contact is because it looked a little bit cleaner when you compare it next to total yards, because mm-hmm. you see total yards all the time for quarterbacks, wide receivers, and and running backs. So I think it paints a a little bit better picture as a almost a, a eyeballing percentage. You know what I mean?
1: yeah I mean, he has two hundred and sixty five rushing yards total a hundred and seventy one of them are after contact.
0: This is just nuts.
1: um wow, this is cool. The who yards before the contact is pretty great.
0: I want to see who has the fewest with at least a a decent da- number of attempts.
1: Darwin Thompson uh who? Darwin Thompson. Uh, I guess he only has one rush. I was confused. Um, Ty I'm Montgomery.
0: Who has the fewest? How many does he have? Zero. No, see, I. So the the guy with. Uh, I found one guy. Uh, Joe Mixon has seventeen attempts, which is the first guy on this list I found after sorting it by fewest uh, with at least fifteen rushing attempts. Uh, he is. Um, Averaging uh sorry has a total yards after contact of 0.8. fourteen for a 0.8 oh. um yards after contact per attempt. Uh after that, next person on this list that has at least 15 rushing attempts, Devonta Freeman has 19, mm-hmm. 19 rushing attempts on the season. He has 17 yards after contact.
1: So let's let's do uh, yards before contact now because this is just as fun and tells you like when you combine these two, it's pretty great to see how everything comes together.
0: Okay, I'm I'm with you.
1: Um, so if we look at this, we rank you know highest. Marcus Mariota is leading, but that doesn't count. He scrambles, whatever.
0: But wait, Saquon what? Where Park, are you? Uh,
1: yards, Mariota be, yards before contact per attempt.
0: Wait, you have Marcus Mariota on your list? yeah oh i have oh oh you did by attempt oh 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 my bad all right i'm with you
1: um saquon barkley 4.6 yards before getting touched is crazy like the top two of the top three guys are quarterbacks uh marcus Mariota and lamar jackson that's Kind of to be expected as they scramble out, um, they're not running through lines the way running backs are. But damn, 4.6 yards for Saquon Barkley is a lot. Testament to that offensive line and just him at being able to avoid any contact. If we go to the other end of this list, Damian Williams for uh, Kansas City, not a single yard before contact. So he's wow. basically getting hit the second he touches the ball. Not a great look for the Kansas City offensive line. Not going to lie. the next
0: two are both from Detroit, yeah. C.J. Anderson oh, and Kerryon Johnson.
1: And then Giovanni Bernard, Joe Mixon, and Cincinnati are both back-to-back at 5-6. and six.
0: Oh, man. I forgot Giovanni Bernard still played football.
1: Right? He's not that old. He's always productive. They just don't use him enough to have, you know that carrying name brand
0: oh and then seeing levy on so far down on this list makes me sad <laughs> our offensive That's line's so fucking bad
1: don't you want to see him on uh how do you have it sorted
0: We're, uh, with the highest yards before contact oh, okay. at okay. the top, which means if he has very few of those he's getting touched immediately
1: oh, okay i switched it around and reversed it so i got confused but yeah same page that's not great.
0: Yeah, out of um, out of Le'Veon Bell's one hundred twenty-eight yards uh, rushing yards thus far this season, um, forty-three of them have come before contact. That's uh, not good by my estimation. Uh, yeah. Let's look. Up, let's look. Up, let's look. Up, uh, let's look at broken tackles, and then we'll move on. Cool. Hey, there's fun, Le'Veon.
1: <laughs> you do that just to make yourself feel good.
0: It does make me feel better. Ah, uh, the should. top five here we have Le'Veon Bell leading the pack at with ten in two games, which is pretty nuts. Ah, uh, then Christian McCaffrey and Malcolm Brown are tied at seven. Ah, uh, then Nick Chubb and Philip Lindsay are tied at six, and then Mark Ingram has five. Ah, uh, this is cool. Yikes! What?
1: Oh, I just uh I flipped it to look at the other end of the list, and it. It's not pretty. Um but we'll we'll stick to this end. I mean, guys like Le'Veon Bell, Christian McCaffrey, Philip Lindsey. I mean, Nick Chubb, Mark Ingram, like these are all like big name guys that just tear through defenders. Like granted, it's a pretty small sample size. I mean, say what you will about only having four or five of them through two games, but damn, Le'Veon Bell having ten of them is nuts.
0: Yeah. God, he's yes, so elusive. Yes. That means he's basically what that's saying is, he's on pace uh for 80.
1: <laughs>
0: Yikes. That's, that's a lot. That's Yeah, that's, that's a, a lot. lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um uh, uh uh do you think how many how many this is going to be your prediction? How many uh broken tackles do you think Le'Veon Bell if he, provided he plays all 16 games? Um how many broken tackles do you think he has by the end of it?
1: um probably 65
0: okay that's fair that's fair i'll i'll take the over i'll say 70 fair enough because i'm optimistic for about one single thing with my jets watching this season
1: uh, there's a there's a it's hard like i want to see what running backs don't have any or don't have a Don't
0: ugh. you know who don't has Words any hard. devonta freeman
1: yeah how many rushing attempts does he have uh, 19 Ooh. Uh, here's one for you someone
0: named miles sanders no hold on sony michelle has 36 rushing attempts and zero mm. broken tackles
1: yeah that's been the big news is him and miles sanders just not breaking through contact at all
0: matt Breda of san francisco also 27 rushing attempts and zero broken tackles for reference some He's, some he's random a smaller
1: guy dude. though. Breed, so, Breed is a pretty small guy. I some random
0: guy named Russell Gage. I defy you to tell me what team he plays for.
1: Um, Russell Gage? Yes. Um I'm gonna say Russell Gage plays for fucking Goddamn. I don't even know. Atlanta. Um yeah, fuck he
0: that. has one rushing attempt <laughs> and has one broken tackle. Jamison Crowder. Wide receiver for the Jets has one rushing attempt and one broken tackle. Um, Robert Griffin has four rushing attempts and a broken tackle. Um, Yes, he does. Like the fact that actual real running backs who were once good have zero broken tackles. That's kind of nuts. One tackle. You couldn't break one tackle. You feel like one would just glance off you on accident.
1: Yeah, at some point, you know, law of averages, whatever the law is that I'm thinking of, like it's law of probability. It just has to happen at some point.
0: Whatever, man. Let's uh, let's move on to advanced receiving advanced receiving. Where would you like to start with this?
1: Um, Let's see. Yards. Um, drops because I want to feel sad.
0: It's going to be uh, that guy on the... Uh, yeah, Dante Moncrief, that's who I was thinking of. I was going to say the other guy that used to play with Philip Dorsett. Dante Moncrief. Um, that sucks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Fucking 36.4% drop drop rate.
0: Oh, well, it's not as bad of a percent as Dawson Knox.
1: Yeah, but Dawson Knox only has like six targets. Dante Moncrief have double that. Yeah. It's bad. It's really bad, and, like Dawson Knox, like you don't expect him to be very good, like you know he's a tight end with stone hands. um Dante Moncrief is supposed to be the Steelers' like number two wide receiver and a big name, free agent signing. I don't know
0: how about uh David and Joku being pretty bad
1: 20, 28.6. yeah, that's not great. uh where is he on this list uh fifteen um yeah, Kalen Balage is really funny because watching him try to attempt to catch passes is hilarious. He is not good at it, and it's not hard to find.
0: Uh, yeah, there's a lot of scrubs on uh, on this list when you go by percentage because a lot of dudes who have... Uh, like Demetrius Harris has uh, two passes, pass attempts or uh, targets and one drop. So he has a 50% drop rate. That's not fun. Um, I want to look at uh, yards after completion, yards after the catch and yards before the catch, because in my mind, that will tell you who is your deep ball threat and who is your nearer to the line of scrimmage threat.
1: I would say it, Like I don't disagree with you. I just think it's would be easier to like clarify the differences. Like who is a jump ball, you know, sideline receiver, and who is an open space threat? Because like guys like John Ross are downhill, you know, uh, down the field receivers, but they're fast enough where they can still break away and get a bunch of yards after catch. Whereas guys like Allen Robinson, downhill threat but he's never going to go anywhere after he catches because it's a jump ball every time.
0: All right, before you sort, I'm going to ask you, who do you think, give me a player you think is in the top five for yards before the catch?
1: Um, I'm going to say, like, Sammy Watkins, Allen nope. Robinson. Nope. John Ross. Nope. Uh, Demarcus Robinson. Nope. All right, I give up. Uh,
0: first is, oh, Ooh. I guess because he has more games, DJ Clark, although Chark. he has a lot.
1: Um, it's a H not a no Chark.
0: Oh shit. Wow. It is. That's dumb. He should change that. Um, uh, yeah. DJ Chark with 228. So let's discount him for a second. Uh, Keenan Allen. This is
1: why you do it per reception.
0: Uh, I like total. I I just like it and I won't change. Um, it's funny. Keenan Allen. <laughs> 187 uh chris conley although he also has more games played so we'll discount him for a second mark andrews uh 156 tied with larry fitzgerald at 156 and then do De- uh, michael thomas at uh, 155 and then there's the the boy you mentioned there demarcus robinson at 152
1: um yeah i mean dj chark has been the big surprise for me Um, just because, I mean, he was a second-round pick last year out of Maryland, Um, did absolutely nothing because I drafted him in Dynasty, and then now he's looking like a a true number-one receiver, and it's upsetting.
0: Hey, you can't win them all. All right, now I'm going to sort by, again, I'm going to do total yards. Uh, After the catch, before you sort, give me some names you think are on this list
1: um fucking sammy watkins john yep. ross De- yep. i won't say demarcus robinson now um who else could it be like maybe like christian no i wouldn't say christian mccaffrey this year
0: there is a couple running backs up here though
1: um alvin kamara nope is he up there yeah i don't know all right so
0: sammy watkins was oh, number oh, one. oh
1: uh derrick henry caught that big one
0: no uh, second Damn. was Austin Eckler. Okay. He's your first running back. Third is John Ross, as you said. Fourth, I'm very disappointed in you. It's Le'Veon Bell. Very true. And fifth is Marquise Brown. Damn. With Odell Beckham gone. coming should've in third, uh, right Brown. after that tie with Chris Carson.
1: Yeah. There's Derrick Henry at number nine. Um,
0: and like I said, this is where I expected to see more running backs.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And you could just tell like the numbers itself are just so different, uh, yards after catch versus yards before catch versus like for the top ranked guys. Uh, it's definitely a drop off, yeah, um, for but sure. yeah, I mean, this shouldn't you shouldn't be using these kind of stats to really assess how good these players are, but it's a fun thing to look at. Look at I John think, Ross for having 125 yards before catch on 146 after the catch. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think this could be useful for very, very specific things. But outside of that, it's probably going to tell you just, I don't think anything farther than what I said at the top, which is this should show you more running backs for after the catch. Like who's who's your nearer to the line guy, or as you better put it, who's your jump ball guy possibly versus uh, – um, who's a deep ball threat or heading down the uh, sideline? So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's fun it's a it's a lot of fun, and I have nothing else to say about this.
1: <laughs> all right, um before we close out, I had okay, um, David Njoku was put on the i r while we were recording this. That was one thing I wanted to say, and then I wanted to ask you this question. Uh, Evan Silva posted it on Twitter yesterday during the game, uh, the Jags-Titans game. For the next three years, if you had to have one of these starting quarterbacks to build your offense around and have as your starter, would you rather have Gardner Minshew or Mitchell Trubisky?
0: Oh, um... Oh... I don't think that's a fair question, because I think you'd have to pick Mitchell Trubisky only because he's played more. You know that he can be a quarterback? Not necessarily a good one. Gardner Minshew's played two and a half games. I don't think it's really fair to put him out there like that. I think if you end up picking Minshew, which I'm sure you did, um, mm-hmm. you're just going along with his fun personality and, again, two and a potential. half good games. Yeah, Potential. Um, now, if you ask me that at the end of the season, and Minshew did this all season, then I'd probably go Minshew because Mitchell Trubisky is not very impressive. But you know that um, Trubisky can at least be a person who stands in the quarterback position.
1: I feel like at the their absolute floors are very similar, but I think Minshew's ceiling is so much higher. Uh, that I'd have to go with Minshew just because I mean it's year three for Mitchell Trubisky, and he's made the same mistakes and has not really shown any progression as a franchise quarterback. Um, and I just I'm this is the point where he needs to start proving something to me in the next three four weeks. Or it's I'm just gonna throw the cards in on him.
0: I think a more interesting interesting question would be who would you rather have for the next three years? um, Gardner, Minshew, or Kyler Murray? Because they were picked at the same time.
1: Man. Um, I'd say Kyler Murray. I think for the same reason. like The floor is probably the same. But the ceiling for Murray is just one of the highest in the NFL regardless. Um, I know I have said some negative things about Murray, but that's really about his ability to last in the NFL. Um, but if we're only talking three years, I'll take I'll take Kyler Murray right now. Just right. for reference, this Twitter poll, eighty percent picked Gardner Minshew.
0: I'm not surprised. It's it's Twitter. Yeah. Uh shall we close out looking at advanced defense?
1: Um, I would save Advanced defense. I feel like that's big enough to, unless you want to go into it. That's. I mean, I wasn't okay. gonna do
0: anything crazy here. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. I already said it, so let's let's just jump on in. <laughs> let's just take um a couple categories. No need, no 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 need to go too crazy with it. Um. Let's start under pass coverage. And let's look at. Rat. Uh passer rating allowed when targeted. 25 targets uh um, for a 16-game pace are required for the leaderboard. Who has the highest? Wow, that's so high. Pittsburgh sucks. It's Terrell Edmonds. A perfect passer rating tied with Ronnie Harrison.
1: Oh, and Minka Fitzpatrick's there, right? Uh, oh shit. Actually, this is a rating. really
0: long list. I didn't even realize how many yeah. names there were. Kendall Fuller, Miles Jack. Ricardo Allen, Minka Fitzpatrick, yeah, uh, Carl Joseph, Andrew Sendejo, Aaron Colvin, Jamal Wiltz, Rock Yassin, and Desmond King all have allowed a perfect passer rating against them thus far this season. I'm wow. uh, not going to
1: lie, of all of these players that gave up a perfect passer rating, outside of uh, Aaron Colvin, who is very bad and Jamal Wiltz, who is someone I don't know, but plays for Miami, so he has to be bad. Yes. I would have thought every single one of these players, except for Terrell Edmonds, would be closer to the bottom of the list.
0: Yeah, um, especially, and this will be obvious, but only because I am limited in my football knowledge outside the Jets, especially Miles Jack and Minka Fitzpatrick. I'm shocked.
1: I mean, Desmond King was an all-pro player. Rocky Sin was, you know, he's a rookie, but he's still a very highly touted rookie. Kendall Fuller was an all-pro. Ronnie Harrison was an all-pro. Fuck, Miles Jack is Miles Jack. These are all very good players. Yeah. um, And then there's Terrell Edmonds.
0: Yeah, that's fucking shocking. Um, just
1: just for, just to note how bad Terrell Edmonds is and how much I hate my life. Uh, he has ten targets. Yep. He has given up nine completions. Yeah. For a hundred and fifty-two yards and two touchdowns. That's some fucked up numbers right there.
0: Yep. Yep. <sighs> yep. Yep. That's rid bad
1: uh let's sort this go on the other way uh, next time i say hey let's hold off on making corn depressed by talking about defense um you want to help a brother out
0: no uh uh, go (laughs) on the other way um uh zero uh passer rating allowed thus far desmond trufant and marlon humphrey
1: both great cornerbacks yeah both allowed
0: zero um, single them. digits allowed by Jordan Poyer and Akello Witherspoon. Um, and then, uh, just to say some more names that are also at the bottom of this list, or I guess top of this list in terms of lowest passer rating allowed Quan Alexander. So we have two people from San Francisco back to back here. Uh, Bradley McDougal, Stefan Gilmore, Sidney Jones, John Johnson, John, 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 John Johnson. Uh, Carlton Davis, Darius Slay and I only read this many names to say CJ Mosley um, you. yeah thank you
1: if you uh, know there's not a single Pittsburgh uh, player on this list until number 32
0: that's really far oh, down yeah.
1: wow also shout out to Akella Witherspoon for San Francisco 14 targets only 3 completions for 35 yards that's yeah. really good
0: What makes me sad is that after C.J. Mosley, who's a linebacker, the next Jet on this list is Marcus May, who's a safety. Um, And I don't think we're going to see a Jets cornerback for a while. Nope. After after, uh, Marcus May, it's uh, Neville Hewitt, who's also a linebacker. (laughs) Wow, are our cornerbacks bad? Then it's Dale Roberts, the first Jets cornerback listed. He has allowed a 74.5 QB rating. Um, where's uh, Tremaine Johnson oh he's barely fucking played I'm not sure he even qualifies for this list honestly yeah I'm genuinely not sure he qualifies
1: he is 162nd on the list Uh, 6 targets 6 receptions for 74 yards and a 118.1 passer rating given up
0: and people ask why he didn't play in the in do in, to play too much in, in our last game. And yeah, that's no, why no. he has not been good for the Jets. He is bad. Real, real 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 bad. Um shall we uh let's let's look at one more. Let's look at pass rush and then we'll we'll call it a day. Um I want to know who has the most QB pressures. Any guesses?
1: Um I would say either Miles Garrett or um no I'll stick with Miles Garrett. It is not Miles Garrett. It is Khalil Ooh, Mack.
0: Mac. Yeah. 15. Miles Garrett
1: tenth. Ugh. TJ Watt though at number five.
0: Well you have Miles Garrett a tenth? I have Henry Anderson a tenth.
1: Uh it's probably Todd.
0: Oh yeah, it is. God damn it, me um yeah so it's it's khalil mack with 15 which is just an otherworldly amount huge number yeah uh then zadarius smith and daniel hunter um both daniel. at 10 um yeah i know but whatever hey mm. there's a pittsburgh player that'll make you happy yeah, tj T-J-Watt, watt uh everson griffith devon Kennard, Derek Bern- barnett mert whitney merciless and shaquille barrett all got a uh, eight or nine there because i read too many names hmm. um and then uh and then there's a jet uh over there that's that's nice um this seems to make sense i didn't realize that green bay had a had a guy named adarius smith who was good at football
1: yeah he's pretty good um their defensive line is very good
0: yeah i didn't realize that
1: kenny clark is probably one of the best defensive tackles in the game right now um and he has been so good this uh season um I just want to say TJ Watt, watching him do that. um, Oh, fuck. What's the name of the guy? Um, That spin move. Von Miller? No, not Von Miller. Um, Fuck. He retired now. He played for the Colts forever. Uh, Played for the Cardinals for a little bit. I don't know. Um, We don't have to go into it. Where do you think JJ Watt stands on this list? um probably top
0: 25 69th really yeah he has
1: 3 that's not good that's like really bad
0: jj watt has um <coughs> zero sacks he has um let's look at uh hurries here he has two hurries and he has zero blitzes Um, his combined tackles, um, he has two and he has, um, one single, one missed tackle. So he is, um, missing season all around a lot of, he's missing 33% of his tackles. He's having, yeah, a very un JJ Watt like season.
1: Uh, just so you know, Dwight Freeney was the guy I was thinking of
0: oh okay
1: yeah that patented spin move
0: i know who that is (laughs) that's the that's the threshold for me
1: um yeah anything else you wanted to look at here
0: not in particular i think we covered a lot of ground here today big fella
1: this was a very uh very long episode very in-depth
0: yeah well good that we don't have to worry about storage space anymore
1: hey I'm not shouting them out because they're not paying us to advertise
0: (laughs) that's a good policy uh yeah man then let's uh let's call it here how does that sound to you all right let's do it all right if you want to uh follow us on twitter you can do so at juicing pod if you want to hit us up via gmail you can do so at juicing the numbers at gmail.com and if you want to check out the show notes for this episode and all previous episodes i have finally backdated uh, the missing show notes in our website I just now have to focus on putting them in the new website but you can find both um, websites at com slash website and juice in the numbers.com and until Thursday y'all have a good one
1: bye